What up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales podcast where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I am Jose, and we're at my boxing academy. Joining me in the ring today is Anthony Hernandez, pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Pretty, pretty, pretty boy. Too pretty. I gave him a couple other nicknames. Uh, I don't think you want to know the other they're nicknames. They're not suited for this. <laughs> they're, they're not even rated R. That's like adult stuff. So we're going to keep it at too pretty. Too pretty, pretty Tony. So Tony Hernandez here. Uh, he actually, how long you been training with me now? Going on like a year and a half, Damn. like a year and a half. Yeah, Shit, that went by pretty quick. It flew, it yeah. flew by. It did. So what we're gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about his career, how it came about. He's actually an active professional boxer. He will be competing February seventh, along with Amy and David, all three boxers that train here. And we're gonna talk about pretty much how he got into boxing, what his goals is with boxing, and really get more familiar with Tony. Um, so let us know, Tony, give me, give me a little background about yourself. Give, give me your story. Um, you know, I didn't start boxing. I didn't start boxing until I was like 18, 18. right out, right out of high school. Um, I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight when I was like 10. I asked my dad. He didn't take me seriously. He thought I was just bullshitting. Why? So uh, did you have a attention of, of not taking stuff serious or why did he not take you serious? I was a fat boy. You were fat? Yeah, I was fat. So you were obese fat or like just a little chunky? I was, I think I was like borderline. I was damn near close. Oh, you know, so yeah, you were fat, I, I was fat. fat, fat. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, he thought I was just going to do it maybe for like three weeks and then just fall off. Cause he, thought, he thought it was too much cardio for me. Mm-hmm. Well, he's probably right. I think if I would have done it at like 10 years old, I think I would have burnt myself out by the time I am how the age I am now. You know so what I mean? It's good that you didn't do it. Though. Exactly. I think yeah. everything works in mysterious ways yeah, and it kind of just it, fell into place. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you started boxing at 18, 18, and how did it come about? I remember you. I know the story. You told me you went to a uh, uh, what are those shows called? Oh, those Tough Man contest. Tough Man competition. Hey, that's where Butterbean got famous. You know that? Yeah, you yeah, told me. Yeah. So how, how did that come about? How'd you find out about it? What made you want to do it? Um, my dad, where did you see it? My dad hit me up. I was um, I had just graduated. I was gonna move to Reno. Uh, Reno? Yeah, I was gonna move to Reno. Why my, Reno? My mom lived in Reno at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, what were you doing Reno? I was just gonna work. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. kind of wanted to change the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to go to school, go to work, and that was it. Were you still fat? Yeah. No, uh, I was like 205. I didn't I, mean to say like that. But <laughs> I don't say that in my least offensive way. Were, were you, you still overweight? Were sir? you still big bone? <laughs> <laughs> were you still big bone? So you were still overweight? Yeah. Um, what, what? I was like 205. I graduated at 205. What's when the heaviest you were? 270. Oh, shit. So when I was dropping, when same I started height? dropping, yeah, same height. Damn. I was just always big. Uh, I like mm. to eat. I still like to eat. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smacks food out of out of this guy's mouth. Um, so you're 270. Yeah. Year. Of, uh-huh. uh, takes me about a year and a half. I started losing weight. Um, junior year. Got down to about 240. Fresh. Uh, my senior year. Played football. Graduated at 205. And then um, my dad hit me up and was like, hey, there's this tough man contest. He's like a winner. Winner gets thousand dollars. Second place is like two hundred fifty. He's like, you got to be eighteen, and I had just turned eighteen, so I was like, fuck it, I'm down. Signed up. I didn't want to fight in the um, <laughs> the heavyweight division, right? Because it was from one eighty four to four hundred pounds. Ooh. Yeah. So I had I had to drop another twenty pounds. So I made I made the limit one eighty four on the dot. Ooh, sorry, sorry, Ricky, sorry. <laughs> 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 so uh so I made I made the dot I made 184 on the dot and then I was the youngest in the competition. It was a 2-day competition. It was at the uh the casino in Orville. 
Mm-hmm. Ended up winning the first night. Uh, came back the second night. I won. Had to fight three times in a row. Uh, won two of them by knockout. And then the last, my championship fight, I fought the same dude I fought on the first night. Um, I guess it was just meant to happen. I don't know. So $1,000, I was like, okay. Tasted the money. I think that was what messed me up, though. Why? I tasted the money. You know, I had like $1,000 just for like three fights and really only like six minutes of action. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there were one-minute rounds. It's not like they were hella long. Um, so what do you mean by messed you up? Why do you think that messed you up? Because my mentality going into fighting when I when I after that it was comp- money right it away. was money it was already money right yeah. away and I think that's really what made you go pro. Soon I th- no I think I think what happened was when I started fighting like when I first found the gym um, with Todd Fields rest in peace uh, he uh, he told me that what the competition that I fought in wasn't boxing yeah, and yeah. that just crushed me it it crushed me and I was like all right fuck. So, do you agree with him? Yeah. Okay. Oh hell yeah! If I if I was to go into like the same competition with what I know now, kill him. I'd kill him. Yeah. Because there was there was an amateur fighter that had like 18 fights and he fought and he like boxed outboxed everybody, and he made it look so easy. That was a thousand dollars in his pocket, clean. I was yeah. Just like okay, and then um, but if if I would have went into the sport just for love, like just appreciating it more, I think. I think I would have took it more seriously in the beginning, and and I think uh, I wouldn't have been so iffy because I, I was I was I would say I would fight and then I would like fall off for like three months. Fight. Oh, fall, so you weren't very consistent. I wasn't very active, no. Yeah. And I think that's what that was a big part of me also going to uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. because I was sparring heavyweights. I was sparring people that were like 120 pounds. That was here when you were. Uh, yeah, with when Taj. I was with Taj, mm-hmm. and then so I was like, I I feel like I'm not getting any better. You know when you feel like you get to the top of the. You're plateauing. Yeah, I I feel like I got to the top of the gym, as in like, I was there was nobody that could really. You guys would never go out and spar anymore. No, no, because he he couldn't because he was the only one running the gym, and it was only from six six to eight thirty p.m. Because yeah, he worked a daytime job. Yeah, it's very difficult. So it was it was hard for us to get other sparring outside the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I finally made the decision to move to Los Angeles, man. How did Los Angeles come about? Um, my my aunt had gotten shot. Like got shot? she got shot. Uh, that made you want to go to LA? No, we went to we went to. <laughs> we, it's funny. It's, it's funny how it works out, bro. It's funny how it works out. That's a very interesting way. Uh, my aunt got shot, and I was like, oh, yeah, time to go let's to L.A. Go, let's go to L.A. So did she get shot in L.A.? Or you know, yeah, she lives in Los Angeles. So she so ended up getting she shot, shot in, in LA, Los Angeles. So you yeah. want to go but I, get shot, too? No. <laughs> we went to, so she got shot. So where at, did you live? Tell everybody, because I don't think people know where you live. You don't oh, live. I, live in, I live in Live Oak. So you grew up in Live Oak? I grew up in Live Oak. So where exactly area. is Live Oak? Because uh, no one knows. It's about halfway from Roseville and halfway from... Uh, Chico, like right smack in the middle. Small so town. So if you go Chico, Rosa, put it in the middle. Put it in the middle. Oak. That's live oak. Okay. 40 minutes one way, either way. Four, so, 45 so you, minutes. You, did you come often to Sacramento or anything? Hell no. So I you was, never, you no. were never in Sac? Mm-mm. So where did you go if you did go somewhere out of live oak? Marysville? Marysville, Yuba City, um, Roseville. I mean, we would go to Sac, but it was... A little bit, not it too It was much. like once every like six months, to be oh, honest. Okay. It was very little. Okay, so someone gets shot in L.A., you want to go to L.A.? Yeah, so okay, so we ended up going just to visit, right? Um, but I had uh, my my brother, my stepbrother, his stepdad did uh, hats, like apparel for fighters. He was working with Abner Mars at the time, and he was working with Clemente Medina. 
Um, so they were in Los Angeles. And so when I was going, he's like, I want to spar. I want to get some work while I'm down there. You know what I mean? So I ended up hitting him up. He hooked me up with like a personal session with uh, Clemente Medina at his gym, at Abner Mars's personal gym. And then um, I sparred with Saul Bustos and um, Medina, his son, who's a 147-pound fighter. He's like 18 and 0. Saul Bustos is now just like 11 and 0. So I got work with them. And then he's like, hey, you're really good. If you ever decide to move to Los Angeles, um, let me know. You know, I would love to train you. So when I decided to move about a whole ass year later. Um, you hit him up. I hit him up. But it wasn't what it seemed. You know what I mean? I went there, ended up going to the gym. I spent legitimately two and a half hours the very first day uh, at the gym just shadow boxing. No one talked to me. No one, no one helped me. No one asked me any questions. And I was just like. I'm not going to waste another day just going back and shadow boxing again. So I lived right by this other gym. Um, it's called Last Round or SCMT, uh, Santa Cruz. I don't even remember the name. But it was run by Leo Santa Cruz, the, the champion right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was there, and it was only like a mile down the road from my aunt's house. So I was training there, training there, the, and then I just got a lot of, uh, a lot of work. There was always sparring people coming from other gyms. Los Angeles had like so much talent. Yeah, I I believe Los Angeles is the capital of boxing. I mean, I don't like Los Angeles, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, not that I don't like it because I mean Sacramento Kings, right? Yeah, 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 Lakers. But that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, so yeah, there's probably sparring. Shit, and stuff. man. So how was it? Can you tell me how that was? Like sparring, a world champions, being around world champions. Different. It was, was it, it was different. Uh, the admi- you came from um, amateurs. It was all no, there was yeah. no pros there. It was yeah, all amateurs. So you went from an amateur, straight amateur boxing gym to being around all pros. All pros. How I, was that? It was tough. Um, tough in what way? It was tough as in like the sparring, getting accumulated to like the punches because I'd never getting hit that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one had hit me with like um, perfect form or like people that been in wars and actual wars. So it was different. The um, the level of uh, of uh, competitiveness was high. Uh, the way people talked to you, the way like everyone just held themselves in the gym. Everybody was humble, but there was just so much knowledge. You know what I mean? There was mm-hmm. like you can tell like uh, who was who was there because there was names. There was like Soto Caras. There was uh, Freddie Hernandez. There was there was just so many like. Well, they weren't really champ, but they were like they were. Yeah, they they were competing you, with competing. They were elite. Yeah, fighters. they were elite fighters. You were around elite fighters. Yeah, exactly. So I learned so much, and then, you know were what? Were you I, still fighting amateur there? I was. I did maybe one. I did one one amateur uh, tournament. It was the Desert Showdown. Uh, I ended up taking like third place. It out was of a, three boxers or how many boxers? Out of out of like ten boxers actually. Oh, okay. So it was a, it was a four day tournament. Okay. I made it. I made I'm it. Giving you credit. One. I made it first, place, second, and boxers. third day. I made it to the third day, and then uh, that's tough, bro. The, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you got to weigh in every day. Bro. There's no joke. It was hot. It was like 120 degrees in mm-hmm. um, Indio Springs. Yeah. Shit. Fantasy, Fantasy Springs. Fantasy Springs, yeah. 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 And um, it was cool, though. It was an experience. And then after that, it kind of had some downtime. Like three months went by, and then my coach was like, you should turn pro. So he brought it up to you. He brought it up to me. He's like, this is the part, though. Why, why rush me to turn pro? Um, he, they were just like, you can get paid money real quick. It'll, it'll be good. Now they were, that's the thing. Exactly. That's the thing about Los Angeles, bro. They don't care about you. You know what I mean? It's hard to find a a trainer or a team that really 
cares about you. Yeah, and that is very. I mean, maybe you may see it a lot in L.A., but I think it's everywhere. Everywhere. No, it is yeah, everywhere. It's hard to find somebody that cares about you. Exactly. But so, I've seen it a lot in L.A. Just because there's so much talent. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay, if you're not going to, you know, there's another one that's going to take your place. Yeah. So it was like, it was cool. So but, he told you to go pro. What'd you tell him? I was like, all right. Uh, it was in there. He wanted me to go pro in Arizona on an um, Iron Boy card or something like that. And I... Told me I could make a quick two thousand dollars four round fight. I'm like, oh, but you I, gonna get your ass kicked. Oh, I was gonna get my ass kicked. Oh, so for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Grand, your two, first fight, you yeah. get your ass kicked. Yeah. So, <laughs> I said no. I said no. Uh, I ended up leaving that gym. Um, the there is. So this, what made you say no? You talked to your dad. I talked what? to my dad. I I talked to other people in the gym, other trainers, other fighters. Oh, and they were like, no, don't. Yeah, do like, that. dude, they're like, you're young. I was like 21, and they're like, bro, don't rush it. Like, you only, I only had. Altogether, I only had eight, eight amateur fights. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, nah, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then I think another six months went by. I was already at another gym. I was in like uh, South Central um, training at Ramirez Boxing Club with uh, two-time world champion Giovanni Segura. He was the one that kind of transformed my style a little bit and kind of gave me more confidence. It kind of took care of me a little bit more than the other people did. And... Uh, it was cool. Uh, he pushed me to go uh, pro. So why did you listen to him and nobody else? Because he he was he was gonna. They paid for me. They they paid for my fight in uh, San Luis Rio Colorado oh, for for my for my debut, and so it was cool. So, I so felt, they paid for a win. They paid yeah they paid for a win. They mm-hmm. paid for the win. Um, it was f- f- like all in total like a grand like for like the the, the hotel the, and they paid for it they all? paid for it all so why why did they do that I mean, they because they want what about you did they like or what what they like what was the connection i was driving I, I i was making a commute it was you know you know in los angeles 12 it's a 12 mile drive but, but it takes forever fucking hour dog every day and they just liked me they just felt like i was real sincere and real humble and i worked hard um and that's really what it was and also he also had me at the time he had like hurt his hand or broke his hand, so he couldn't mitt down his fighter. And um, you were so doing it. he was doing Yeah, he was hiring me to do it. And I was making, like, off them, like, 100, 100 a week for only, like, two to three times a week for, like, six rounds. So it was it was nice. But then he's like, because he wanted to make a team. He's like, you can you help him train him. He's like, I'll help train you. He's like, when I get ready to fight, you help train me. So it was like, because he was still, still active, you know what I mean? He was still mm-hmm. active. And his plans were to still fight, but... That didn't happen. He just kind of, we had issues. Uh, I think he was more personal issues with his uh, his family at the time. And so he was just very, he wasn't showing up. Like, I would drive, I'd show up to the gym, and he would never show up. He wouldn't even call me or text me. So I was just like, I'm back to training myself type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that because I know this how. Was, this was after your. My debut, debut, yeah. Okay, after, so after you won. After I won. And I was how supposed, was fighting in Mexico? Just a quick question. I mean, It was outside, bro. It was outside. Um. It was like a, it was like a, it was at a fair. It was at a fair. Uh, it, was, yeah, it was at a fair. Outside, it was cold. It was windy. Um, wasn't a lot of people. You know what's funny is the same. There was this, there was this dude that fought on that card, that fought in Nasser's um, card. Really? Yeah, and he was Mexican. They brought, they brought the, they brought the dude from Mexico. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he fought against the. Um, uh, all those guys are part of the. Uh, they get, they get brought by some 
uh, Golden Boy matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think you remember you telling me kind of chunky looking. Yeah, kind of chunky looking. Yeah, he did pretty good, though. Yeah, he won. Yeah. He beat the dude. Yeah, yeah and he won. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what the hell? You never see that. You know, usually you get brought in from, you're, you're getting, there, you're there to lose. Yeah. So. That means he probably kicked his ass. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good fight. Um, so fighting in Mexico, what was, what's one of the biggest differences between a Mexico pro card and a U.S. pro card that you can say off the top of your head? The, the intensity. Intensity in intensity. what way? Like intensity between the fighters or intensity between like the, the fans and the boxers? The fans, the fans and the boxers, I think, because uh, here in SAC, when, when I fought, or even in Pleasanton, man, it was just, um, you ever walk into like maybe like a Kings game, right? And yeah. you can feel the level of the intensity in there. That's how it felt here. You feel the, the, the anxiety, the nervousness. But when I was in Mexico, I felt, I was nervous, but I felt good. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of people. I only had my family there. So it wasn't like I was trying to show out for, like, all my friends and fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's not as much people yeah. there. So, Do you think it was like that because you're not from there or and you're from here? Do you think it's that or is it just because it's Mexico? I think, honestly, well, I think, honestly, it's because it's Mexico. Really? So yeah. you think if you were from Mexico and you had all your people there, it would be no different? It's because It would be the same way? Mm, that's a good question. Honestly, okay, so if I was from Mexico... I think, I think if I was from Mexico, it'd be it'd be the same as if I was fighting here in Sac. Yeah. Because the intensity, you're from there, so you're like, shit, I can't lose in my hometown type of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but me going to there, I wasn't super nervous. Yeah. Because I didn't have friends that that watched me grow up, and then I'm like, all right, I can't get my ass kicked in front I of them. People, yeah. yeah. So, when it was when I fought in the States and that happened, man, it was um, different, yeah, way so different. So it's night and day different. It, well, yeah, exactly, way different. Um, okay, so then um, keep, so are you Mexican? Yeah, I am Mexican. You are? My mom's half and my dad's full. Okay. Um, but do I speak Spanish? I understand it. Mm-hmm. Boxing lingo. Because uh, you're around Mexican training. Exactly. They didn't even speak English. So it was, I had to pick off of uh, hand gestures body language and um help obviously yeah. from other fighters too so but i mean i learned and i try to talk to a guy in spanish and the guy looks at me confused as hell sometimes sometimes i'm like because he like, speaks too fast like, right, you gotta slow it down you really gotta <laughs> slow it down so um, you were there you're, you're going back to square one you're training yourself what did you do i was arranging sparring for me mm-hmm. i was arranging um where I was going to train at that day. And this is all in L.A.? All in L.A. Mm-hmm. I was doing it all by myself. Um, was that easy? Was that it hard? It was hard, dude. What it, was hard about it? Because um, I felt like I was going behind my trainer's back, but at the same time, he wasn't helping me. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I'm trying to stay active. I, I wanted to fight, so I was like, I got I to gotta stay. I got to spar. I'm not going to just keep sparring people that are smaller than me and yeah. people that have no fights, really, you know what I mean, that are green. I'm not getting any better from that. Um, so I needed more, more of that personal or like that, that family feel. So I went back, I ended up going back to SCMT in uh, Montebello. And then I ended up training there again. And then I was, I had uh, Soto Carras as my trainer. I ended up just leaving Gio. He ended up, I think, getting arrested. Um, and I left him, went to, uh, went back, started training with, uh, with, uh, shit, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Man, you got passed around, passed around. Man, shit, dog. It was bad, bro. It was bad. So when did you come up to SAC? 
How did that come about? Because I know you fought in Pleasanton. I fought in Pleasanton, and that's when I was. That's I had already moved back. By that time, when I had signed that that fight, I had moved back to uh, Live Oak. Yeah. But I had went. I went back to LA for like a two months, just for like a training camp, right? And then so. Like two weeks before the fight, I came back to Live Oak. I dropped the rest of the weight by myself, was still training myself, was running, hitting the bags. Um, and then when I fought in Pleasanton, I had um, Soto with me, uh, Miguel, my other coach, and my dad. And then to get me prepared for the last two weeks, Mateen. Mateen was also your trainer at one time, right? Yeah, my trainer He helped me. Cause I, had to, I sparred with Yusef, his son, and Will. And he was cause he was kind of helping me on mitts, kind of sharpening me up the last two weeks. And so after I had lost my that fight, I was like, all right, well I'm gonna just stay here. I, I can't afford to go back to Los Angeles. So I was ended up just training with Mateen. And then um, so I was hit with Mateen for probably about six months. Mm-hmm. No, four months because I fought like five months right after with against Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> And that was just a horrible fight. Mateen wasn't even showing. It was like the same thing back in uh, Los Angeles. I was training myself. And so this time you were one and one, and then you're fighting Ruben, who was a two and zero, two and zero here in Sacramento. That's actually a card that we were on with David, and you had actually started coming to spar here. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. When uh, when I first met you guys is when Mateen brought me for sparring with David. Yeah. And then I don't know. It was weird because right when I walked in, man, the vibes. You just get these good good vibes of the gym right and sparring with David was good because I was that was the first time I had sparring with someone that was about my size uh my weight class I was sparring with Will you know Will you know he don't hit very hard but he throws a lot of punches but and then Yusef small dude but it's like none of them were really my weight yeah David David woke my ass up because it was sparring I needed and then ended up fighting lost against Ruben and I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give him a team maybe another chance, right? And then, because he, he had texted my dad. He's like, all right, we'll be, he's like, we'll make it serious this time. I'll be there. bro." How was that fight with Ruben? Just read me through, because I heard it was a fight. It was I was a- in the locker room when you fought that day, and everyone was like, god damn, they got down. Uh, so what, what was that like? I got rocked in the first 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was drained. I drained myself to make weight. You know what shitty thing is? You know how what happened to David last time when he stepped on the scale and yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. off? Bro, it's because they moved the scale. They picked it up, they moved it, didn't recalibrate it. Cause I had weighed myself like right before stepping. I was 154.4. I only had four ounces to drop. Two hours went by, went to the bathroom twice, drank no water. Tell me why when they moved the scale 10 feet back or six feet back, I weighed 157. Oh, how shit. the fuck do I go up three pounds? They docked me, took money out of my paycheck. I basically drained myself for nothing. I dropped 10 pounds in a day and a half. Uh, that that was tough. Mind you, I didn't, that camp was shitty. I wasn't running as much as I should have been. Um, I ended up cutting all the weight in the last two, two weeks. Mm. Um, I stopped eating. It was just horrible. Um, I had crappy sparring, no mitt work. Just the whole thing just had bad written all over. Horrible. It was just horrible. And I paid for it. I got rocked the first 10 seconds. He, I threw a double jab, and I think I threw a two. Ruben slipped it, rolled into a three, hit me. I went black. And I just, I didn't drop. 
I thought I dropped, but I didn't drop. I was moving. Um, and he's just, he was just teeing off on me, Damn. teeing off on me. And I came to, and I was on the ropes and I was like sideways. And I remember coming to, and he hits me with a right hand. Whack! I go back to black. I start somehow I managed still up, still moving, still moving. And then I finally come to, and I'm damn near almost at the end of the round. And I'm like, fuck. I've actually, I've, I've actually had people tell me that they thought you won the fight. I thought, I, honestly, no, no joke. I had uh, two people tell me that. I thought I won the fight. I even thought I won the fight with uh, Chris. I, he dropped me in the first round too. So what's up with you in first round? Uh, you get hurt in the first round. Slow right? starter, man. Slow starter. Do you think that changed, or you think you're still a slow starter? I think that changed. Yeah. I think I think it's changing. Okay. I think I go in and out. Sometimes maybe in sparring I'll start off slow, mm -hmm. um, but my last fight didn't start off slow. I came out came out too reckless but i think that was just nerves yeah. but yeah first rounds are not my my friend i'll tell you that yeah um so then you made the um you martin said he's gonna give you that you were gonna give martin the extra chance so keep, the, the keep, first keep the first going. the first day i came back bro i drove all the way to sack he didn't show up he didn't text me either and he told me to be there at like five. Oh, so this is the first first day for a second chance yeah didn't show up and i was like Son of a bitch, I'm really going to have to go back to training myself again. And mind you, in the back of my head was you. I was already thinking about you guys. I was like, I need to train trainers and trainers. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you guys, since day one, since I think I met you guys, you guys were just always in the back of my head. And I had mentioned to my dad, I was like, I was like if I change, I'm going to go to Jose. I'm like, I'm going to ask Jose if he wants to train me, if I, if I can join. Mm -hmm. and, and I think another day went by and I showed up and Mateen wasn't there. And then that was the day I think I had... I think I had messaged David. I think I had DM David. Mm -hmm. You slid in the DMs. Look I slid. slid in the DMs. Tony slid in the DMs. Slid in David's DMs. Um, so what about here attracted? What attracted you to coming here? Oh, so after sparring, when I seen you guys start doing the damn wheelbarrows, I was like, what the fuck? So the wheelbarrows attracted you. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, because I was just like, all right, because the because the way you guys had it. Cause I didn't, Milton wasn't there at the time. I didn't see him. So yeah. it was you doing it. I'm like, see, that's the type of shit you need. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. need that type of trainer that's going to push you even after. Um, and you could tell you guys have rapport. You know what I mean? That yeah. you, it was like more of like a brother. So I was just like, I was always in the back of my head. I seen it with the very first day. And then, uh, I think I had messaged you, right? I texted yeah, you. Yeah, you. I texted you. Me. Uh, you got in my DMs also, yeah. and then we, we, we <laughs> slid each other's number. You came through and we started talking. Yeah. So you've been here in a year and a half. What has changed? What have you? What do you like? How? What? Tell me. What. Uh, everything has changed. Um, my style. Uh, me as a person, I think. I think I'm more. Um, I feel good. Um, I'm not training myself. I haven't had to do that. Uh, it's more, we're a team, I, you know, I come from a lot of losing teams, I should say, you know, yeah. where people don't play their parts, and and that was tough, so I think just everything has changed, um, it's been a long time, I mean, but this, this year has flew by. If you could say one thing that's your favorite part about our team, what is your favorite part? Family. 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 What makes it a family to you, or why? explain that to people that don't know what you mean by you that. you go that you or i should say we everyone everyone goes that extra mile yeah we you know do. what i mean we it's like uh it's not just money yeah. per se it's not this like i'm not i'm not here just to take your money i'm here to build a friendship with you uh 
you're going to know about my family. I'm going to know about yours. Yeah. Uh, invite each other to extracurricular. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a family. It's, and it's, and if you want a good team, you have to have a good family. Yep. So very true. So that's I, what's kept me. And I tell, me. and I said it on the last podcast, it's, it's very true. And I was on a previous podcast and someone asked me what my motivation is daily. And I told them, when I first wake up, I see my wife and I see my kids. I mean, that's my motivation. How yeah. can that not be? Right. And it's the same thing with boxing. When you're fighting and, and if you have no one else there that you really love and care about in the corner and mm -hmm. they're telling you to keep going and go and push and throw, you're not going to take it that extra step, that extra mile because you don't care and love them as much. Right. Or you don't love them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, it plays a big role. So yeah. I agree with you 100% on that as far as you work and train different when you love the people yeah, around you. Exactly. It's hella yeah. motivation. It's, 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 uh, what makes me keep going. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I can get here and I could be dead ass tired, but you're too, uh, the energy you guys bring. It's just yeah. like, all right. And you get getting all that sparring. Are yeah. You learning? Are you learning? Oh, hell yeah. Um, you know, I never dropped so many people in sparring or in my career, I should say. Till I started training with you? Yeah, I know. I've seen, <laughs> I'm not going to say names, but I've seen this guy put people to sleep. I'm talking about sleep. Like, good night, the guy got in Nyquil or something. Didn't wake up. So, it's been a pleasure working with him. What, I, what I'm going to say about you, Tony, that I love about you is you're very consistent. I'm, I'm talking about you're sick, you're still here. And you honestly, honestly, you can tell you love to hurt people. Yeah. And I, I tell people, if you're gonna compete, especially at a professional mm -hmm. level, you have to hurt people. I mean, you gotta, you cannot have no nice in you. You have to want to fuck somebody up, and that's what I love about you. And and besides that, you work hard and you listen and you and we're trustworthy and we have a good team. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for trusting me. I wanted to tell you that now. Uh, another thing, you recently started actually teaching. Yeah. How that's, was that? That's fun, dog. It's different, and you know what? I like the feedback that I've been getting, mm -hmm. um, especially uh, last Friday's class. Man, that shit was popping. It went from two people signed up to a whole damn 15, and I was like, shit. Uh, uh. <laughs> Renee was like, uh, you got this, dog? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. What can you say about everyone in the gym? You know, like Renee, AB, Marissa. Uh, they're just Missy. family, bro. It's like it's a second, it's a second family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's um. Because they love you. AB loves you. Oh, AB she, always wants to hit mitts with you. Oh, she's cool. You. She's cool. Uh, AB, bow business. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I tell her ass beatings. Ass beatings. She's cool. Everyone's cool. Um, it's nothing but love here. Uh, and if you're doing something wrong, people are going to tell you. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but I've been, I've been loving the feedback I've been getting. Um, everyone loves taking my classes. Yeah, people do love you. So, I, I agree with you. People like you. Um, last thing that I'm going to say is what, what are your plans with this year in boxing, what's your goal with boxing? Uh, I want to stay active. Mm -hmm. I need to stay active. Yeah. Um, you fought one time last year. Last year. year. Uh, I was supposed to fight like three. Yeah. It went. Man. It, it was a, a couple little bumps we, we're not going to bring up because we, we said we would forget about that. Man, that was horrible. Um, yeah. But let's forget about that. <laughs> and so you want to stay active. Need to stay active. Uh, I need to get me to a winning record. Mm -hmm. So right now we're at two and two. Two and two. 50-50. Yeah. That's, I don't like we're those. We're going to forget about yeah, those Yeah, I don't like two. those odds. 50-50. Um, but, you know, I feel like if I can stay active this year, what we plan for, what, like five fights maybe? Yeah. 
I need to get back. I want I want to be maybe by next year. My goal is to have or be in contentions for a small title. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I I've already taken my losses. You know, I, and I don't want to lose anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in there with some tough people, and I know I can uh, dish it out. I, I feel like I could take anybody into deep waters. Yeah. So I think I just need maybe a need a couple couple more not tune up fights, but adjustments, knowing where my style, getting used to it. And then I want bigger names, and uh, I want uh, yeah I want I, I need a title. Cool. I need a title. What is your what is your what is your one tip or if you have some a kid in your shoe that lived similar shoes to you, meaning started boxing late um, and is looking to get a title like you or turn pro one day, what would you tell him or him or her? What would it be your tip as advice to that person? Stay focused. Stay disciplined, find yourself a good team, um, and just don't give up. Uh, consistency is key, especially in this sport. You can't, you can't win and then take a month off because you can lose all that progress in a month. Yep. So, yeah, just dig deep, dog. Uh, stay disciplined, stay focused, keep going. You're going to have your bad days. Um, yeah, cool. shit, it sucks, but... Um, how can people keep in contact with you? Well, how can they follow you? How can they? Uh, IG, Tony underscore pretty boy. Um, that's probably going to be changing soon. Oh, it is? Yeah, because I'm getting kind of ugly. You know, all these stamp oh, <laughs> So where did pretty boy come about? Give us a history on pretty boy. Uh, it was my IG handle originally. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, obviously, I think, I guess everybody calls you by your IG handle. Mm-hmm. So, uh. One day, my coach came in, and uh, he just screamed it, pretty boy. And, and after that, it stuck. Oh. Everyone just started calling me it. And yeah, but now I think I need to change it. I think I need to change it to more of my style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something cool. that suits me. Yeah. Also, Facebook, I don't get on it much, but I think it's Tony Hernandez. Uh, don't have Twitter. How about MySpace? You weren't even born. I had MySpace. I had MySpace. I don't remember the damn password or anything, anything yeah. about it. But Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys for listening. Please give me some feedback. Send us a message. Uh, his next fight, February 7th, yep. here at the Double Tree Hotel in Sacramento, California. Uh, hit us up for tickets. Yep. And um, thank you to the next one.